Hey guys, it's your girl Booney, and you're listening to episode 53 of the Booney Breakdown Podcast. The podcast where we sometimes cry, we always laugh, we might get a bit ratchet, but we're forever gonna break it down. This episode, my guest is Ayana Woods, the owner of Fancy Free LLC, and we have a conversation about uh, her being an entrepreneur, a wife, a mother, and how she does it all so well. Uh, she was on a journey to live a chemical-free life, and she was experiencing some difficulty in finding products that suited her needs. And so what does she do like any amazing Black woman? <laughs> she started her own company making her own products that eventually you know, led her to walking away from her nine to five. And so this past weekend, she celebrated one year of being on her own, doing her entrepreneur or mompreneur life is kind of what I said. So stay tuned for the conversation with Ayana. And also, guys, um, if you head over to thebooniebreakdown.com, you will see a blog post. Look at me. I've been doing so good with it. So good with it. But um, we are now in April. We're in quarter two of 2018. And so now is the time to do a check-in on some of your goals that you set uh, for 2018. And so my blog post... It's just kind of a check-in, especially after last week's episode where one of the listeners, Brenda, wrote in asking about how dating was going, et cetera, et cetera. And so since I've done this before on the blog and I've mentioned my 2018 goals on a past episode of the podcast, I just did a blog update to update you on stuff with health and wellness and dating, um, the Boonie Breakdown, money goals, travel goals, et cetera. So head on over to thebooniebreakdown.com to check out that post. And, you know, in the comments, feel free to let me know how you're you're progressing on 2018. We know a few weeks ago I said accountability partners was my pick of the week. And so we can do that together. You hold me accountable and I'll do my best to hold you guys accountable. So head on over there and um, leave a note in the comments on how you're doing on your year. And now it's time for Boonie's pick of the week. I really, really, really am going to work on getting <laughs> a little jingle. The ever growing to-do list. That would be really cute, right? So I'm going to work on that. But my pick of the week this week is Grownish. The season is over. I'm not going to do any spoilers, but I really, really love how they did the show. And I know at first a lot of people were comparing it to a different world and they didn't really like it. And it wasn't at an HBCU. They're at like a state, uh, you know, PWI. And I like it. It has a little diverse group of friends. Um, What's her name? Yara Shahidi. She's really good on the show. And uh, I even like, you know, the only thing I don't like is I don't like how they made Charlie from Blackish like even weirder and goofier. Like he just seems really odd on this show, but somehow it works on Blackish. But I don't really enjoy his character on Grownish. They really could uh, write him out actually on Grownish and keep him over on Blackish. Um, but it's, I liked Grownish so much that I've actually been cheating on Blackish a little bit because I'm so behind on Blackish because I've been watching Grownish. So if you have not checked it out, it's really cute. Some of the little boys on there that um, are Yara's love interest, they're really, really cute. So the season just wrapped up. I think it was like 12 episodes. So if you have not watched it, you should definitely go check that out. Um Oh, yeah. And it's on Freeform, which is like the old ABC family. So I think that was my whole thing because I was looking for ABC family. 
I didn't even know they had like rebranded into a new channel. But yeah, someone else was like, oh, I don't even know what channel it comes on. So it's free for them. So go check it out. All right. And before we get into this week's um, episode, some housekeeping. You know, you guys really, really should thank Sheikha for this because I have been yelling at (laughs) y'all for a year now. Not yelling, but I've been asking for reviews, particularly in Apple Podcasts app. And Sheikha was like, oh, my God, I meant to do it. Like, I've been going to do it. And so she goes to do it and she sends me a screenshot at like six in the morning. Like, look, I'm trying to and it's not going through. Like, how do I do this? And so I'm like, you know, I ran into that issue, too. I don't even remember how I fixed it. But because she did not give up, we realized and I had gotten this message from some of you before. Like, I tried to submit a review and it never went through. So the issue is um, you probably don't have your nickname set (laughs) in iTunes, right? I don't know why they make this such a hard process. But when you go to write a review... Um, it won't let you su- hit submit. Like if you keep trying to hit submit, it won't process it because your nickname isn't set up. So in order to set up your nickname, this is so much. And if you do all this, I really do appreciate it. I really, really do. You have to go to your account and then hit view account and then hit settings and then hit edit your nickname. Once you do that, it'll edit, that's the name that will populate when you're posting reviews on apps podcasts whatever books anything that you buy or listen to through the itunes store it uses that nickname so you have a profile across all of their apps and so you have to create a nickname first in order to review anything um through the apple ecosystem so yes once you do this one time you'll never have to do it again so once you do that then open (laughs) your apple podcast app you, if you subscribe to the podcast already, you'll have to type in the Boonie Breakdown. Once you click on it, then you'll scroll down where you see the ratings and reviews. And it's the option for you to write review. You hit those five stars, type in what you want to say. And then when you hit submit, it should go through. So again, if you take all of those steps <laughs> to leave your girl a five-star review, I am so appreciative of it. And again, you have to thank uh, Shika for you know helping me figure out what the issue was because I had totally forgot I had to do that myself a gazillion years ago and as always you guys know you want to follow us on Instagram Facebook the Boonie Breakdown you can follow us on Twitter Boonie Breakdown and when you're sharing the episode use the hashtag the Boonie Breakdown or hashtag pod in p-o-d-i-n and again I said this last week the newsletter with the code for presale. I guess presale. Is that what I want to say? I don't know. But if you subscribe to my newsletter, <laughs> you will get first dibs on the limited amount of tickets for the Boonie Breakdown Live happening on June 23rd, 2018 in Baltimore, Maryland. So that email will be dropping this week. So go ahead over to the booniebreakdown.com and subscribe to the newsletter. You can literally do it on any single page on the website so that's it for me let's get ready to break it down all right guys it's your girl boonie and this week's guest i have with me 
Ayana Woods. Um, first, let me just say, like, I know her through like the network people I'm close to. I think she's like one of my really good friends' cousins because that girl's family is so big. <laughs> but I also, <laughs> I also love, love, love her products. So I'm excited to have Ayana on. So welcome to the Booney Breakdown. Thanks for having me, Booney Girl. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? I am well. I am recovering from this spring forward crap. Like, why do we need, still need this? <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. So, okay. I, I was going to do this in a different order, but now that I already mentioned it, I love your products. And how, <laughs> how I found out it was... Um, you guys, I, I think I've mentioned it on the podcast before, too, where I was looking for a natural deodorant and I tried a few and they don't work. Like I was a secret girl for life because mm. that's the only thing that worked. And begrudgingly, I tried Ayana's deodorant, her natural deodorant, and it is amazing. And it's the only deodorant I've used for like the past seven months. Nice. I appreciate your testimony. Um... You know, it is being a scientist, You it's certain things in life you just don't think about. You just do it because your mother taught you to do it. And that's what society says you should do. And, you know, I started my business making products for hair and skin. And when I got pregnant, I was like, you know what? I, I, I was spending $24 on Donna Karen cashmere mist deodorant because that was the only thing that helped held me and I didn't smell sour at the end of the day. But when mm. I was pregnant, that wasn't working anymore. And I was like, you know what? I need to, you know, I'm pregnant. I need to not be using this aluminum anyway. And so I started, um, you know, trying different natural deodorants and the same thing. Either they did not work or they would break my underarms out. And so I, you know, was looking at the ingredients and I found the common denominator. And so I started doing some research and fast forward, boom, I made my own deodorant. Hey. Um, and it was really surprising when I uh, started talking about the issues I had was having with body odor. So I just looked at ingredients, played with some stuff, some recipes that I found online, tweaked it to make it work for me. And I was like, you know what? I could sell this. And when I launched it, you know, when I launch a new product, I always write a blog and I talk about, you know, why I made this product because I don't just put products out there just to have products out there because believe it or not, I get a lot of, you should make this and you should make that. You should make this. And I'm kind of like, yeah, I don't make products that I wouldn't use myself (laughs) mainly because that's how I test them. Well, I appreciate that because I feel like you have a very defined product list Yes, (laughs) and the things that I've tried, they all work. So it's nothing worse than like, my thing is like, I don't mind paying for a product as long as it's gonna work and so like i remember i told somebody like oh i pay you know i think it's like seven dollars for the deodorant and they're like but i'm like well you know it works and it's good for you like natural stuff is gonna cost a little bit more money because it doesn't have the the cheap stuff in it so and i mean you pay now yeah just stop being cheap (laughs) you pay now or you pay later with you know having to deal with chronic health issues 
when you get older from putting all that stuff in your body. So exactly. And so I know with the (laughs) deodorant, hello, I know with the deodorant, um, the bad thing is aluminum. Why is that bad for you when you use regular deodorants? So, you know, anything that you put on your skin seeps into your bloodstream. bloodstream. And that's important to keep in mind when you're buying personal care products. Because if you think about it, if you can get a nicotine patch and the medicine to help you stop having the smoke cravings, go get to your bloodstream, or you can even have a birth control patch you know, that, that really should, you know, mm. open your eyes to, hey, even though I'm not eating it or I'm not injecting it, it's still getting in my body. Even the, you know, I don't know if it's an old wives tale, but, you know, when you're pregnant, you're not supposed to get relaxers because anything you're putting on your skin is seeping into your bloodstream and it can affect your health. So aluminum, the whole concept of aluminum is antiperspirant. And, you know, I don't know if you've, I don't know if you traveled abroad, but when you travel abroad, you notice that you smell a lot more body odor. Yeah. And that's because they don't believe in antiperspirant because your body is supposed to sweat. And so aluminum kind of blocks the pores and blocks you from sweating. And it also, it seeps into your skin and you have lymph lymph nodes right under your arms. And so that aluminum mimics a hormone that, um, perpetuates cell growth. Okay, now y'all see Ayana is breaking it all the way down for you guys right now. I did not even know this, so I'm learning so much right now. And we know that cancer is accelerated cell growth without the cells dying. And so on top of you holding toxins in, which is really what causes the body odor, Ah. you know, toxins being held in and then the bacteria that, you know, will break those toxins down are all stuck there. And so it smells really bad. So it's like, you know, you need more deodorant because you smell bad and you smell bad because you have those toxins because you've been using the deodorant. And so I've noticed as someone who has, you know, felt like I've struggled with body odor for since puberty, I've noticed that some days now that I've been aluminum free for two years, some days I don't even wear deodorant and I don't smell bad at the end of the day. I was just going to say that, like, I'm not that far yet, but, like, I think, like, it was, like, a lazy, let's say, like, because I work from home on Fridays, so I didn't shower, like, Friday. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. It was, like, late on Saturday evening. I was about to go out, like, oh, let me get my life together. And I, like, lifted my arm, like, oh, my God, it doesn't even smell terrible. Like, normally with that. I would have been, I would have had to have showered because my arms would have reminded me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, it's kind of like the type of, and then the other thing that I noticed, the type of person who is like, you know what, I, I can't use aluminum. I can't use any person anymore. It's also paying more attention to what they're eating. So they're eating whole foods, not, not, you know, not all the way, Mm -hmm. always organic, but you know, stuff from the produce section and stuff from the meat section, not a lot of processed foods and your diet has an effect on your body order as well. But document after document after document after study has shown that aluminum is directly related to breast cancer and they're still allowed to sell it to us. And so, you know, it made me pay Yeah. And it's like when you start digging into the things that they're allowed to put in our 
I'm not even going to start talking about food, really. But the thing (laughs) is crazy. But in the United States, but a lot of things that, you know, manufacturers are able to legally put in our personal care products, lotions, shampoos, soaps, um, hairstyling aids, uh, stuff that they put in nail polish, like all that stuff. Oh, God, I don't even want to (laughs) know. there's so many carcinogens that, you know, are allowed in those things that we use every day that we breathe in, that we put on our skin. And so it just made me a lot more conscious of what I'm doing and when I'm taking, you know, taking care of my personal hygiene and my son. And, you know, it's like, whoa, it's a big eye opener now. You know, everything, if apple cider vinegar can fix it, then, you know, I don't want it. (laughs) (laughs) So that's how I got started with the deodorants. Really just something that I needed for myself. Really all my products. Personal. Yeah. All my products were like yeah. that. So you know. Well, I, I wanna go back. So you you started making your products to you know satisfy your own personal need. Yep. And then you started selling them. Yeah. So how <laughs> How did you like, I know you have a background in like the healthcare and medical industry. How did you parlay that into turning this into a business? It started from me being an introvert scientist and I really did not want to talk to people extensively about my hair. Um, Even though I do have a background in cosmetology, which is how I knew And I styled natural hair for a while, like from college all the way until my second year of grad school. So up until like 2006, I was styling natural hair in a salon. So I knew what I wanted for my hair, but I couldn't find it in the store. And so, you know, I went to a couple Mm. of natural hair shows and I'm like, you know, everybody has their products out. And I'm like, nope, that's too waxy. No, that don't smell good. No, that's too oily. You know, I'm like... Picking and choose. I found one that I really liked, but she, you know the the smell was just too pungent. And then I started. She was shipping it to me from North Carolina, and I looked at it and I was like, I can make this myself. Like, what am I doing? So I started making it um, for myself, and um, you know, I would. This was back in 2011, before there were a lot of blogs and Instagram and, you know, a lot of internet sources on how to take care of your natural hair. And so I would get a lot of questions about what I was doing to my hair, what I was putting in it. And it was just sometimes it would be too much for me. And I made business cards. (laughs) Not trying to start a business, but I'm just like, look, if someone asks me more than three questions about my hair, I will give them a business card and they can schedule a consultation and now they can pay. Look at that. Look at that. (laughs) And they can pay me. My time costs money. (laughs) They can pay me $20 to spend an hour with them to come up with a plan for how they were going to manage and take care of their natural hair. And I did not want to style hair because working in the salon, it can rub <laughs> it depending on the salon environment. But I would say this black women are very interesting when it comes to their hair. And because I did not have control over the type of clients that were in the salon with with me, not my clients, but just the other stylist clients, it just 
it was just like, yeah, I don't want to do this. Yeah, I don't want to do this. So um, I'll help you figure out how to take care of your hair and I'll help you know what to look for when you, um, you know, find a stylist. I even would recommend stylists. And I would give my consult clients a sample of the product that I was making for myself. And I would tell them how I was using it. And I would say, here's the recipe. Kinda. I've tweaked it since then, but here's the recipe, you know, make it yourself. But they didn't want to make it themselves. <laughs> <laughs> it's always so much easier just to buy it from somebody. Like It is. It is. And so, you know, I had my little few console clients would come. I would make it for them. And then one day I was like reading the back of a Palmer's cocoa butter jar. And I was like, oh, my God, what is this? There's hardly no cocoa butter in here. Oh, my God. I hate when I do that, too. I look at a product and you expect if it says shea butter and honey, the shea butter and honey should at least be at the top of the ingredient list. But no, (laughs) it's never like that. And I was like, I can use this on my skin, too. And so I just started the whole family. Well, I wasn't didn't have a kid then, but, you know, Ashanti and I, my husband and I, we started. One day, a good friend of mine was at my house getting dressed and she was like, what is this you're using on your skin? And she used it and she was like oh my god this is good sell this and so (laughs) so I like put some samples out there I started an Etsy page and it you know the the rest is history I guess I can say um yeah the rest is history it was very happenstance it wasn't like I was sitting in my you know thinking chair like I need to start a business but I don't know what I want to do you know, it just kind of grew out of nowhere. And so the first year I did okay. Um, and the second year I grew 500% from the first year. Woo! Yeah. And so at, and at the time, my second year in business, I was pregnant. I was training my staff and testing and doing all of this thing for this huge um, computer software changeover at work. And, um, I was like, well, if growing I, a business, <laughs> that's what I was saying. Like if I grew this much with all of that going on, suppose what could happen if I focus all of my attention on just growing my business and, um, my, we, when I had my son, I went back to work half time, but I just wasn't in it, you know, having a kid and, you know, puts a lot of things into perspective. And so, uh, one of the things as a business owner, um, I do, I do a lot of personal development. And so that means I read and, and listen to, to things that give head information that I don't necessarily know. And I listen to Susie Orman's The Money Class. And, you know, it was a lot of information in there, but one of the things I took away from it was how I could quit my job, you know? So we did all the numbers. We had cut a lot of, we paid down a lot of our debt and cut a lot of our expenses out before I had my son, because I knew I was coming back to half of a paycheck. Um, and so once I read a book, I was like, oh, I can quit my job. And so I talked to my husband about it. And I quit. You did it. <laughs> that has to be an amazing feeling. What I like about that was you saying like you had a plan with your your husband and you, you sat down and you thought it through. Like, did you have to do any convincing to get your husband on board or was he like fully supportive? Like, 
this is the move. This is what you want to do. You're happy. And it worked out, you know, with a newborn (laughs) that (laughs) you could stay home with the child and start your business. My husband is a very interesting guy. He is, he is like the most hippie, superficial person I've ever met in my life. <laughs> so there, this will be not be the first time that I took a hiatus from working. At this point, I don't intend back to go, to go back to a job. Okay. But um, early in our marriage, I took six weeks off. Um, and then another, like, man, within a, within like almost, almost a one year period, I took two, like six to eight week, week periods off of work. And, um, he's the type of person that's like, listen, you know, we'll make it work. We, we've had a lot of money and we've had times when we was real poor, but I'd rather be poor and you'd be happy because you're a better wife when you're happy than, you know, you force you to go to work and you're not happy there anymore. And so he just wanted to be happy and he saw the numbers and he saw, you know, he sees how people really love the product and how we're growing. And, and he's just, he's just supportive. He's a really great guy like that. And so he's always been supportive, um, which is why I laugh. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah. Because I know like a lot of people who like want to start like, or to develop their passion or start a business. Sometimes that's the one thing where they, they never want to admit it out loud, but their partner isn't supportive of their plans. So that's kind of dope well, to hear. that too. And I think the dynamics of our relationship as, as far as it comes to our household finances, he knows I'm going to make it work because that is the nature of our relationship with how we run our household. So it might not be a job. Yeah. And like, so do you feel like you've, you've nailed down like the balance between being a full-time entrepreneur and being a mother and a wife? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. There really is no balance. Um, and I say that in the most productive way. So... There are periods where, like, for example, Christmas. Um, Christmas is, you know, a big time for people who sell stuff. And I was not necessarily the greatest mother and wife because I was very busy um, manufacturing products and filling orders and doing everything for my business, not sleeping, sleeping. we do have someone who cooks for us. So it wasn't, you know, we had food, but it was like, I was not the greatest mother. I would pick my son up from daycare and drop him off at my mother's house. And my husband would go pick him up from my mother. I would, you know, get a kiss at nighttime um, before bed. But really, you know, I had, you know, a two week period where I just couldn't, you know, that was Christmas. And when I was working on my business plan, um, you know, I couldn't, be, you know, there was no balance. I had to focus on that. And I think a lot of people get stressed out because they're trying to find balance. And that's not how, that's not how it works. Like when there's something you need to focus on, you need to focus on it. You know, my son is having issues. I need to focus on my son. You know, I need to, you know, put some stuff on the back burner with my business and we need to focus on my son. If my husband's feeling neglected, I need to focus on my marriage and my husband because you know, if he's feeling like we're just doing humdrum stuff and he's not feeling like we we're 
making much effort to keep the spark alive, then we need to focus on that. Um, but balance, you know, is relative. <laughs> it's relative. I like that. <laughs> um, yeah, it's relative. Just like, you know, being rich or poor is relative. Like, you know, it's 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 what you what you value in life. But I feel like on your like <laughs> I know social media is not real life, but I feel like on <laughs> your Instagram, like you show that you juggle a lot. Like you'll be like, okay, I'm twisting my hair. Hold on, <laughs> let me stop this. Yeah, I gotta put the know. baby down. Or I was mixing up a batch of shea butter, but I gotta take yeah, this baby to school. I mean, like, I'm juggling a lot, but I don't, you know, I don't try to say, oh, I need to balance. Like I do the best that I can. And there are times when I need to shift to focus on one thing a little bit more. I don't beat myself up because I've shifted. I just needed to do what I needed to do. Um, I do a lot of scheduling. I use my calendar. And, you know, after a certain time, mm-hmm. I shut I shut down. Like, I work, like, from 8 to 4 when I leave to pick up my son from daycare. Um, I'm working. And then when I bring him home, I focus on him when I can. You know, if I have a big rush or I'm prepping for... Um, an event or something like that, then yeah, I might have to do some work when I get back home in the evening. But, you know, for the most part, I try to schedule things out. So, and, you know, focus when I am working so that I don't feel like I didn't do everything I needed to do for the day. And I have to work all night. Like that's not cool. Yeah, that's not cool. And so I, I'm glad that you mentioned, you know, the balance is relative and just how you take a checks and balance of what's happening in your life versus what's happening with your business. And you just adjust it accordingly. So it's no formula you figured out. It's just you do it as it goes along. I don't like for people mm-hmm. to think, oh, how does she do it all? Like, you know, how do you find balance? Like, I don't look for balance. I just make, you know, I try to manage myself so that I make the best uh, (laughs) use of my time during the day when I can focus when my husband's not here, when my son's not here. Um, When I say here, I mean home because I work from home. Uh But, um, you know, I don't look for balance because that is where, you know, people are constantly searching and that's when they drive themselves crazy. Um, But I did, you know, I invest in, I invested in, Darren Hardy, who's a huge guy in personal development, I invested in his insane productivity that gives you basically things to do so that you can be as productive as possible in a small amount of time. What's the name again? You said Darren Hardy? Yeah. I'm not familiar with him. Yeah. I mean, and I think me being able to run a successful business and people call this corny, but whatever, it started from building a direct sales business. You learn so much about personal development and marketing from direct sales and how to run a business and how to run a team um, from direct sales. And when you combine that with, you know, corporate experience, it helps. And having a team I just apply that stuff to my business and um, I make it work. But the things I learned from Darren Hardy's insane productivity really kind of honed things in and and, um, brought it all together with all the other things that I had been learning um, from things that I was reading. So, And that's a word right there because you never can stop working on yourself. And I was just having this conversation with somebody recently where I was like, the work on yourself, like really honestly never stops if you truly want to be better. 
I do a lot of work on myself so that I am not a crazy person. I mean, well, I'm crazy, but uh, <laughs> I'm crazy, <laughs> but like I'm not as. Hmm. Well, everybody has crazy. Like we all are crazy. So you are not alone there. Okay. <laughs> you know, I do a lot of work on myself to like kind of reel the crazy in when I feel it peeking out. You know. <laughs> so I mean, <laughs> well, here's so funny. I'm gonna digress I mean, a bit, but I had like a crazy moment today. I felt like it, and for me, like sometimes crazy is being vulnerable. Like I don't like to be vulnerable, and so I had one of these crazy oh. moments with somebody today, and so I'm like, shit. Should I like circle back? <laughs> but, oh, well, I don't know. <laughs> you know, you have to own it. And, you know, it's like my therapist, because, you know, I keep my crazy in check with everything, with my emotions and all that other stuff and my personal life. But, you know, it's okay to feel how you feel and acknowledge those feelings. But you don't have to own it yes. and, like, let that be, like, ruin your whole day like okay that hurt my feelings I'm gonna be sad for five minutes then I'm gonna go tell that person that they hurt my feelings and this is why and then I'm gonna be over with it be done with it because I said what I said what I said and (laughs) I can move on my day I'm not gonna let those emotions ruin my whole day Oh my God, girl, that is like my whole mantra. Like what I do is when I'm upset or I'm angry about something, I give myself a time limit. Like, all right, you can be angry about this for 30 minutes, but then you got to move the fuck on because the rest of your day is going to happen, right? And so I try not to let myself dwell in whatever the feeling is, but you should acknowledge the feeling because emotions are real and you shouldn't always be like, oh, I'm going to try to play it cute. Just feel it, give yourself a time and move the fuck on. And so, you know, it's and it takes a lot to, you know, get to the point where you can do that. And it takes a lot of work on yourself to be a entrepreneur, a non-emotional decision-making entrepreneur, because <laughs> this life is really an emotional roller coaster. Like, so if you had to describe entrepreneur life using just three words, what three words would you use? Crazy, fun, and fulfilling. Got it. Fulfilling. I don't know. And it's funny because it's like, I don't, I I don't consider myself an entrepreneur, but this whole podcast thing, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) It's a lot of work. It's a whole, it's a lot of work. And I tell people like, blogging is way easier than this shit here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I've definitely invested in this way more than I thought I would. Mm -hmm. So I kind of understand like the thought process of like, you have to push this out. You have to market this content. You like, Mm -hmm. it's constantly this cycle that you have to do. And the more the demand increases, the more more work you got to do. Yeah. And you have to realize what your, what, is your capacity in making this right and making this work and um, what you don't have to do, you know, what you can pay somebody to do. Cause if you try to do everything, you'll really be crazy. Um, oh, you'll be so crazy. And, 
And I think too, like sometimes I feel like, well, not all entrepreneurs, but like some people, um, when they're starting out, they're afraid to kind of throw the money at it. And it's like, I don't, yeah, like I don't think it's expected of you to know everything mm-hmm. and to <laughs> to do everything. Like you can't excel at you everything. Definitely. So, yeah. You know. It's it's you know, you have to pace yourself and but you have to invest in your business. Um, otherwise it won't grow. Um, you know, and some people are content with whatever they're doing and however they're doing it. For me, I, you know, I come from an environment of only the best. And I just grew up where if you're going to do it, you give it 100% and you do it right and you do it good and you Mm -hmm. make it, you know, have that pizzazz. Um, But, you know, to each his own. If people ask me questions about how I do X, Y, and Z, yeah, I'm going to tell them and I'm going to help them and I'm going to connect them with people I think they should be connected with. Um, But I'm not going to, you know, point my fingers when I see something that I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I would do it like that. But you ain't asked me, so I'm going to keep my mouth shut. (laughs) (laughs) You know? And that's how it is sometimes. Like, people (laughs) are like, yeah, I'm going to keep my mouth shut. (laughs) Yeah, because people, you know, your your business or whatever you're doing, that's your baby. And some people just aren't receptive to... Um, to constructive criticism. They think everybody's hating on them and they're not. Um, but, you know, everybody and is yeah, not. Yeah. You know, I think I learned to accept criticism from being in performing arts. And, you know, if you played a sport or you were in performing a arts, sport, yeah. Yeah, you're used to somebody saying, do it again, that was shit. You know, like, and you're just like, okay, <laughs> what, 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 was, what about it was shit? Okay, all right, do it, okay. And you just don't take it personal, you just move on. But everybody wasn't brought up that way. So, or they don't. Or not to, or like even, it, or even like just acknowledging the simple progress that you have. Like even today, even though this is, I'm on like episode 50 something of the podcast. Like I went back and listened to episode five or four. And I was like, oh my God, this shit sounds fucking terrible. <laughs> like, and so to see even like the growth from then to now, because I was playing this. Yeah. It's like, we never go back and acknowledge our own growth. And I was sitting here listening to this other podcast playing the stupid comparison game. Like, oh my God, this sounds so good. Like, oh my God, I wish I had an editor. Oh my God, I wish I had somebody to do this. And I was like, bitch, go back and look right. where you came from. And like, th- I was like, it's grown so much. Like, you'll get there. Calm down. Yeah, you will. And I'm just like, we always laugh at like my old my old product pictures and my old labels and um but just like oh my god this was trash <laughs> <laughs> exactly it was like well, why were people listening to this at the time like it was probably only like 50 people but like why were you 50 people listening to it because it was so bad but i'm glad you did and i'm glad you stuck around because we've gotten so much better Good. so much better I mean, and that's, and that, that, that was like is- that's life and that's business or anything. Yeah, there's something people do those self-checks self with themselves. We just play this like comparison game because I see this person on Instagram doing this and I see them doing that. But you don't know where they started either. So You don't know. And I, you know, I'm guilty of it too. And most of my emotional days are me like 
I don't know why, when, when I have time, but me scrolling and like, damn, that looks good. Why can't I get my stuff to look like that? Damn, they there. How come I can't? And I'm just mm-hmm. like, honey, your journey is your journey. Your path is your path. You are doing fine. I love it. And so I don't think, <laughs> I was like, I don't think I've said that we've said the name of your company yet. So can you tell people the name oh of your God. company and where they can find you on the internet and where they can find you on social media? Oh my God. My CEO coach was just getting on me about that too. Like she was like, drop your name, fancy free, like, and just be obnoxious <laughs> with it. Fancy free and fancy free. So I am fancy free. I am fancy free because I ain't got no job. Um, but my business is Fancy <laughs> Free Hair and Skin. You can find me on the interwebs at fancyfreehairandskin.com. I am Fancy Free Hair and Skin on Facebook and Instagram as well. I do have a Twitter. It's Fancy Free Hair because you can't have Fancy Free Hair and Skin. It's too many characters. So <laughs> I'm just Fancy Free Hair on Twitter. And all right. And so one last thing before we wrap up. So I do this segment on the podcast called The Breakdown. And I just say one word and you just respond back with the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. okay. Yeah, they're, they're not bad. <laughs> People get okay. scared like, oh my God. Okay. <laughs> the first one is motherhood. I was about to say trash, but I think it's not trash. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just okay, have to somebody... say trash to anything you say. So motherhood is beautiful. <laughs> I was gonna say if you really kept the trash answer, I was gonna say, oh my god, somebody who's like on the fence about kids, that is the most honest thing I've heard now. Okay, she said beautiful though. <laughs> <laughs> a beautiful trash, a beautiful best. That's what it is. <laughs> time <laughs> the next one, time management. Manage myself. <laughs> this is funny. On the run too. Twerk something for some on the run money. <laughs> <laughs> Marriage. Lovely. Entrepreneurship. Roller coaster. And the last one, detox. Funk-free, fancy-free. So, Ayana, I want to thank you for coming on the Boonie Breakdown. This was fun. Uh, Be sure, guys, to go and follow Ayana on social media and check out her amazing products. I swear by the deodorant. I really, really do. So, (laughs) thanks again, Ayana. Yay! Thanks for having me. Have a good evening. Thank you to Ayana Woods of Fancy Free LLC for dropping in on the podcast this week. And thank you to her for sharing her story and how she balances entrepreneurship, motherhood, and marriage. And I'm telling you guys, you want to check out her products. They are amazing. I love the whip shea. And you guys know I keep raving about the deodorant. So check, check, check them out. And if you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to listen to past episodes and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, or any other app that you listen to all your faves on. Don't forget to leave your review too. Now that we have that fixed, make sure you put your nickname in first, leave a review, hit those five stars, and you just might hear your review on the next episode. Follow us on social media, share the episodes with those you love, those you don't love, people you hate. I don't make those pretty images for nothing. And I love, love, love seeing your Insta snaps where you share the episode. So have a dope ass week. Thank you for listening. Until next time.